A dream can be anything, whether yours is to start a business, be in a healthy relationship, pursue your dream career, or to get right spiritually. Every week, the Dream Check Podcast brings you advice, encouragement, and real-life insight from people who are living their dreams to the fullest. I'm Nicole Ivanoff, an established international wedding photographer, a wife, a dog mom, coffee enthusiast, but most famously known for my sweatsuit collection. Like you, I have so many dreams, some of which I've lived out and others I'm still pursuing daily. I'm a girl from suburban Detroit who's made her way out to LA, and although I'm no guru, I have a heart to empower, activate, and sharpen those dreams that may be lying dormant in your life. If I or anyone who comes on this podcast can do it, so can you. Welcome to the show. Time to check in. What's up, friends, and welcome back for another episode on the Dream Check Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Ivanoff. I cannot even contain my excitement for this episode. It's an episode we've all been waiting for following Riley's solo episode. This will be Riley's fourth time on the show, but this time with her on the show today is her fiance. And by the time this episode comes out, her husband, Jack Kehoe. They will be Riley and Jack Kehoe. And you guys, the wedding is in two days. I'm photographing the wedding on Saturday. Today is Wednesday. So a couple days, I am so beyond thrilled for them. This episode is incredible. I was in tears. I think they were in tears. You're gonna be in tears. It's so incredible. Riley and Jack shared their sides of the story of how they met. It's encouraging, it's inspiring. They both share stories about their single season and how they were led to each other from dating to engage that story. And just from a guy's point of view, how he pursued Riley and just that whole process and journey, it's just so incredible and so inspiring. They shared their future dreams together. I do not even wanna give any more away because it's so good you have to listen to this episode and get the tissues ready. Be prepared to be encouraged and inspired. If you're single, you're going to love this. If you're dating, you're going to love it. If you are married, you're going to love it. So let's welcome Jack and Riley Kehoe to the show. Well, 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 what do we have here? Isn't this such a surprise? It is a sight to see. I have never seen you happier. And you always ooze joy, but I feel like it's like a new joy. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love it. And Jack, I got to meet Jack, you guys, yesterday at their engagement session. And so fun. You're just so, you give off this kind, genuine, mm-hmm. you have like a presence that is like, you just make people feel safe. Mm, thanks so much. Nicole. And so it was an honor meeting you, dating the one and only Riley Sewell. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> and I am so excited because I've heard your side of the story. Mm. of how you guys met. So what we're going to do on this episode is you're both going to share. Riley, maybe we'll have... Well, everyone knows who you are. Let's hear about Jack. Who is Jack? Yeah, Jack, Jack, tell us who you are. What's the last name? Kehoe. Kehoe. Yeah, so I'm Jack Kehoe. I currently just moved to Orange County because Riley and I are getting married in yes, a couple months. And <laughs> I run a real estate media company called Amplify Marketing. Um, and I really have a passion for just intimacy with Jesus and helping people grow in their relationship with God. And that has looked different over the years, but that is the current situation. It's just moved down to be close to her. So what was your, because last week's episode is all about Riley and Mm -hmm. her waiting season. So just for the listeners to get a little background on you, what was your waiting season like, your single season? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great question. Yeah, really good question. So 
One thing that was really cool is when Riley and I came together, something that we shared was just a value for singleness. So I came to know Jesus when I was 17. Before that, I was a druggie. Like I did pretty much everything except for meth and heroin. And then God met me and radically changed my life. And I began pursuing him passionately with everything inside of me. And Mm. I didn't really know how to do the relationship thing. And so I pretty quickly got into a uh, long-term relationship and people were affirming like, oh, we really see you guys getting married. This seems like the great Christian couple. But I just had this sense in me that God had something more, uh, Mm -hmm. that we weren't necessarily on the same path as far as hunger for God and what we saw for our lives. And so I just felt him inviting me to give up that relationship and to pursue him. And around this same time, I went to a house church in Orange County and I heard a message on singleness. And the guy that was speaking said, everyone focuses on finding the one, but instead, what if we flip the narrative and become focused on becoming the one Mm. for the one worth fighting for? Mm. And so I just began to pursue singleness, like it really is a gift instead of just spending all my time thinking, man, who's the next girl? Like, how can I (laughs) pursue her? Because it takes up so much thought space. Mm -hmm. I really began to receive it as a gift and grow in my identity of who am I and who does God say I am and what are the gifts and calling on my life and what are the dreams that I have? And I began to pursue those things and really take the time just to focus on becoming the person that I wanted to be for my future wife. You should tell them about the vow you took. It's so interesting. Yeah. So (laughs) in the same time, I heard about something called the Nazarite vow, um, which is from Numbers 6 in the Bible. And uh, John the Baptist is another person in the Bible who is known as a Nazarite. And I heard also on another podcast, uh, someone talking about God calling them to take a vow, uh, a vow of the Nazarite. And something stirred in me. I was like, whoa, what is this thing? And so basically it's just taking time set apart to not drink alcohol, to not Mm. date, and you grow out your hair. And so I grew a huge beard (laughs) and really long hair. And you were living in Argentina at the time, right? Yeah, I was living in Argentina in South America. Speaking (laughs) Spanish. Yeah. (laughs) With a long beard. Yeah. And um, that really like honestly was a a catalytic moment in my life where I began to pursue singleness and just really meet with the Lord and focus on intimacy with him. Because like I said, it just, it can take up so much of our thought life of what does this person think of me? I'm texting them and, uh, and just setting all that stuff aside to really focus Mm -hmm. on growing in foundation and intimacy with Christ. And so, yeah, so that was a bit of what some of the components of singleness looked like. I'm curious from a guy's perspective, what was something you were excited about in pursuing the woman God had for you the right way? Because you had Mm. said you had dated someone for a long time and it just wasn't, wasn't it. So what was something as a man who was growing in their relationship with God that you were like, I'm excited to pursue in this way, my future spouse? Yeah. I was really excited, honestly, to find someone who had vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't looking for like a support or someone who would just kind of come along with my things. I was really drawn to someone who has kingdom vision and big dreams and plans for their life. So honestly, when I met Riley, even in our first conversation, I could see I was like, whoa. 
Dang, she has a lot of vision and a lot of heart for Jesus, like mm. fully surrendered to him, but not just looking for a husband. But she was like, no, I'm, I have my things. I'm mm. doing it. And if you want to come along for the ride, then that's great. But I'm not going to like lay down my whole everything. And, and yeah, I actually really like value that. There's something so attractive about about a woman who is independent and someone that you know you have to earn and work to get her, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so what would you say, I guess this is maybe a question for the both of you, but I'll ask you first. What is something for maybe a single woman listening and they're like, what is a man of God most attracted to? Like, as a woman, what do I need to be working mm, on? That's a good question. For this man to be interested in me. Mm-hmm. So what qualities were you most attracted to yeah. as a woman of God? Love That's this. such a good question. Honestly, just that she didn't need me. Riley knows Jesus and she knows the gifts and calling on her life because she spent the time like getting to know the Lord and putting herself out there. Her whole thing's courage. And so she mm-hmm. spent her life pursuing, man, what is it that I'm called to, which for her is speaking and writing. And... I was so attracted to the fact that Riley knew who she was and she didn't need anyone else. Like she was pursuing Jesus passionately with everything that she was already. And yeah, and so when I met her, there was just such a confidence that comes from that of knowing who she is uh, and the things that she's passionate about and the things that she's pursuing. Are you guys holding hands under the table? (laughs) Yeah, and I'm crying. (laughs) I knew this was going to happen. I'm so excited. Okay, everyone's dying to know. I'm dying to know Jack's side of the story, but how did this happen? How did you guys meet? Mm -hmm. I want to hear both your your stories. So if you've been a longtime listener, you've probably listened to the podcast called Experiencing the Presence of God. And in that podcast, I talk about how I was lead. This is, you're going to love this part of the story. How I was leading revival on the beach of California. And there's this photo that blows up of me hugging this little girl and she's weeping saying, I experienced the presence of God with you. That is a photo that Jack saw of me because it was shared by a friend Mm -hmm. and he then followed me. Mm. And I just think that is such a cool part of our story Mm -hmm. because I here am living in the purpose that God had for me. And just to the single girl and guy, out there like run your race like do the thing God wants you to do and the person is going to see you and be so attracted to like you living in the fullness of God like Mm -hmm. it's this moment of me like leading a little girl to the Lord is like one of my favorite things to do and Jack sees that and is like whoa I want to follow along this like Mm -hmm. lady's journey and so that's the initial but then what happened yeah so then so I had followed her and I, I saw this post and I was just actually really moved I came onto her profile from it and read the story. And I was like, dang, this girl loves people so well. And just looking through, if you, I don't know if you follow Riley on Instagram, at Riley with Courage, but she, <laughs> but nice. she, I love it. she like is so genuine. And so as I looked through her profile and just saw the way that she was loving people and sharing about it, I was like, dang, this girl's amazing. And so I follow her, but don't reach out or anything. And a few months pass and then... Uh, one of my friends is like, hey, uh, my girlfriend has this friend and we really think you guys would be good together. And he names her and I was like, oh yeah, I, t- I totally know who that girl is and I would love <laughs> to be set up with her. <laughs> and, and so they gave me her number and I was at this time about to go to a wedding in Mexico. One of my best friends was getting married and I was in the wedding and 
uh, it was two weeks before this wedding. And <laughs> so I texted my buddy and I was like, hey, could I bring a plus one to this wedding? And he said, yeah, sure. So I sent Riley an audio message and I just said, hey, I know we haven't met before and this sounds kind of crazy. I'm going to this wedding in Mexico in two weeks. Would you want to come and be my plus one? Mind you, I don't even know what he looks like. (laughs) I don't know what he's like. I just get a voice message from this guy that I've heard like four things about (laughs) and he's inviting me to a foreign country. I've never been to Mexico. And I'm like, so I listen. I'm like, hey, I I love adventure. So this man is speaking my love language. And I was like, okay, cool. But can we FaceTime? Like, I want to make sure you're like nice and normal. And so we jump on a FaceTime call. And 15 minutes into the FaceTime call, I hear the voice of the Lord saying, he's your husband. But I had hurt myself in the past by thinking people were my husband. I would just like, I'm sure so many girls could relate to this. You meet a guy and you're like, he's my husband. And you get so excited. And then he's not. You start to not trust the voice within you and start to not trust like your picker of picking somebody. Mm -hmm. And But this was the first time I ever heard God say it. All the other times was me convincing myself this person was like who I was going to marry. And so I kind of just bookmarked that. Like I didn't really think about it. I wrote in my journal that night, but I was like, oh, I don't know about that. And then we end up like FaceTiming a few times. We're having like such fun conversations. It was Mm -hmm. like, it was easy from the very beginning. Like we could tell we'd be great friends. Mm -hmm. And then we we meet for the very first time ever at LAX. And I am so nervous. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) LAX out of anywhere. (laughs) I'm so nervous. Like I haven't like barely eaten all day. And I see him, I'm like, okay, he looks really kind. Like, but I'm still super nervous. And our plane gets delayed by 12 hours. And so we're sleeping on the couch. Wait, you guys are flying out together and meeting for the first time at the airport on the way to this wedding. Yes. Yes. First date ever. (laughs) Love it. Then the flight gets delayed by 12 hours. So we end up sleeping on the couch at his friend's house. But the only stuff that I had, like, because my back bag was checked in. Mm. So I had like random, super sexy Victoria's Secret PJs packed. And I'm like, how am I going to make it from the bathroom to the couch without him seeing me in this like really <laughs> spicy outfit? But he's like oblivious to it. I'm like literally like sprint to the couch, <laughs> put my blanket on me. I'm like, I just met this man now. He's like on a blow up mattress next to me. This is like the scene from the movie The Proposal. Yes. <laughs> Where she's in the PJs and she's like, don't look at me, don't look at me. He's like, I'm not. <laughs> and so then the next morning, like we catch the flight and on the flight, so I have like these <laughs> prerequisites yeah. like I really wanted in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So poor Jack on the plane ride, it was like four hours. I we sit it, next to each other and I drill him. I'm like, mm-hmm. have you had sex? Do you tithe? What do you believe about roles in marriage? Do you think women can preach? And he's sitting there passing every question with flying colors. <laughs> and he's loving the drilling. Yeah. <laughs> what was the person next to you guys? We had our own row to ourselves. I love that yeah. for you guys. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we get to Mexico and have this like wild weekend. It was like epic, but it was definitely being thrown in the deep end. I'm meeting him for the first time. I'm meeting all his friends, like all of his best friends for the very Mm -hmm. first time. And we're like going to all these events and, but the whole time I'm like, I like him. I like him not. I like him. I like him not. I can feel it. He knew the whole time. Like every time (laughs) I'd be like, oh, like kind of flirty. And then all of a sudden I'm like, no. 
I don't like him. And he's like, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> and like Jack's favorite moment of the entire weekend. We're dancing. So, because Riley's so confident and mm-hmm. you throw her into this scenario with all new people, she crushes it. Like right. everyone loves her. She's winning over the whole group. Everyone's like, wow, she's amazing. And then on the last night at the actual wedding, we were dancing and I put out my hands to dance with her. And there was this moment of like fear and insecurity. So I loved seeing that. I was her. like, She is human. Yeah, and then he loved that moment. But then the end of the weekend, we ended up just like on a couch talking, and you you like shared you wanted to pursue me Mm -hmm. at the end of this weekend. And something I loved about Jack is he was so clear the entire time. Like clarity is such kindness, and he was so clear. But I have such a not anymore, but like such a like fear of commitment. Like anything like commitment, I'm like ah. So then, then what happens, Jack? Yeah, so then, so basically, we sit on this couch. I tell Riley, I'm like, okay, I had an amazing weekend with you. I think you're amazing. I would love to pursue you. And in me being so confident, it kind of freaked her out a bit. And (laughs) and just being so forward, I was like, yeah, she's amazing. I definitely want to pursue her. Um, She was like, okay, I want to take a couple days and pray on this and think about it, and then I'll get back to you. So we take a couple days, and then we FaceTime, and... Basically, we, we hop on this FaceTime call, and she's like, thank you so much. I had an amazing time. I just want to be friends. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it gets worse. Yeah. Yeah, she rejected me, and I was like, okay, well, thanks so much for the time. I'm, like, trying to hold back tears on this call. And <laughs> My heart. the call ends, and I'm just, like, praying. I'm like, gosh, I really don't think that was the end of it. I really need to keep pursuing this girl. And so next day, I call my buddy, Michael, who set us up. And I was like telling him, I was like, Michael, I'm so into <laughs> this girl, but she rejected me. I think I'm going to call her and just basically tell her what I think happened, that I, me coming on strong and being so forward scared her and just see if we can still continue to talk. And so the next night after she's rejected me the day before, I just FaceTime her back and she doesn't answer, but then she calls me back right away, and we just catch up for like an hour, almost like nothing happened. We're just talking about our days yeah. and all this stuff, and then she's like, "Okay, so why did you? Why did you? I'm surprised you just called me back so quickly." And I just told her, "Hey, I think I came on strong, and I would love to to pursue you, just in a super casual way. Like we can just continue talking." And so then we prayed. She had me pray. She was like, all right, yeah, you're right. I'm <laughs> I'm open to this still. <laughs> and, and so But then the next day I sent him a text. I'm like, no, actually, I do believe what I thought a few days ago. Like I just want to be friends with you. Because my thing behind the whole thing was like he was so different than any guy had ever dated. He was like kinder, more tender. And honestly, I was like used to dysfunction more than I was used to function. Mm-hmm. And I also was like, I don't know if we have chemistry like I wasn't sure about it and so I messaged him I was like hey like I just think we should just be friends and it was crazy like the next day I like go into the bathroom and cry like I and I wrote my journal why did my peace leave with that text like I knew in my gut I had made a wrong decision and the following few weeks we just like pursued friendship he was so kind about it like you like what was going through your head when I sent that second text yeah the text I was again like heartbroken the second (laughs) but I kept praying it was really interesting because I just felt like I can't move on from this I've dated a good amount but I was like I cannot move on from this girl and so just waited and then we continued talking and texting as friends yeah 
And then two weeks later, he happened to come to San Diego. He was in Portland at the time. I'm in San Diego. He comes to San Diego for work. Work. <laughs> and we like go on this like date, not date, because we're just like friendly at this moment. But like I've made reservations at a really fancy restaurant. It's like totally a date. And like this first date, we like swim and we surf in bioluminescence. We climb on a train. The train starts moving. We have to like James Bond roll off the train. Is this a movie? Like or? it was so much fun. We yeah, like were, and it was crazy. I'm sitting there at the dinner table and I look at him and like lightning, I'm struck with chemistry. I'm like, oh my. Oh my gosh, I'm so attracted to this man. And as I'm driving home after the day, I hear the Lord say, like, I can give chemistry. Mm. Like, it's up to me. I can give it. And then we hang out again and have so much fun. We, like, break into some beach. And we're just, like, just, like, having fun. But still, nothing is, like, talked about. Then our last date, he pulls such a great move. He shows up on a motorbike. And is like, get on the back. Nice. We're zooming through the mountains. The sun is setting. I'm like feeling the chemistry. The night ends. And it's kind of like this, like, how do we end this night? Like, mm-hmm. we're clearly there's something here now, but I've like rejected him twice. Like, and he's like, I can't really say anything because if I say something again, she's going to get pressured and then she'll freak out. And so then what do you do? So we hop off the, it's like the end of the night. And as you said, I'm thinking, okay, something has to happen. And so we get off the motorcycle to end the night. I'm about to fly back to Portland. We step off. She pulls off her helmet and then just like looks up at me. And so I just <laughs> lean in and kissed her. That's uh, all she wanted. Yeah. And then we ended up against a tree making up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if it doesn't end without spice, it's not a Riley story. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then this was the last part of our story that I will share that's really crazy is, well, he like officially asked me to be his girlfriend on the Golden Gate Bridge, had asked my parents' blessing to date me. It was so mm. sweet. And people don't actually know this about our story, but 25 days after, he asked me to marry him. 25 days, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're officially in a relationship, and then he asked me to marry him, and we kept it, like, under wraps. 25 days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, I'm not judging that. (laughs) (laughs) When you know, you know. Okay. So many questions. Such an amazing story. I don't know if that was a Hallmark, like, scripted movie (laughs) or if that was a true story. So, okay, Jack. Mm -hmm. I love the persistence. Mm -hmm. And what I love even more is that you were clearly hearing from God. Mm -hmm. Because it would have been easy for you to be like, she rejected me. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not trying again. Yeah. But you knew in your knower, Mm -hmm. which is the Holy Spirit. Yeah that I'm supposed to pursue this person. Mm -hmm. And what I love, what you did when he reached out his hand to dance, I had a similar feeling with Nico. Mm. Like one of our, I think it maybe was our third date, Mm. he went to grab my hand in the car. He put his hand on my lap and I went like this and I looked at him and I was like, that's so intimate to me. It almost felt like, oh, he's trying to hold my hand. Like at that point in my life, that felt more intimate than sex to me. Wow. Because mm-hmm. it was so, oh. I don't know, there was something about it. And I feel like when he reached his hand out, you must have felt like it was like a fear of the commitment. Like he really likes me. He's really oh, trying right. to pursue me. What would you say to someone who has, because like you said, you had the fear of commitment. Where mm-hmm. do you think that comes from and how do you overcome that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To not miss out on a great guy. Oh, that's so good. 
I think, it, I mean, it came from me from pain. Like I said earlier, convinced myself I knew who the one was. And like, and then it didn't end up happening. And then I did it again. And so like, I just hurt myself mm-hmm. by going too far ahead in my mind. And it's so easy to do that. And like, if you've done that, have grace on yourself because it's such an easy like trap to fall into. You date this guy and you're like, okay, he's it. When the Lord hasn't like spoken mm-hmm. and... And so I just think there's such a gift in like slowness of dating. Like I say that and we literally, he proposed 25 days into dating me. But <laughs> <laughs> like I thought we wouldn't have happened if we hadn't done so much work in singleness mm-hmm. and like learned to hear the voice of the Lord. But I would say that. And also too, is just like a trust in God. He truly has your best in mind. And mm-hmm. I just know like there's been so much of God over our story. Like we just shared a little bit, but God has his fingerprints are all over it. And when it's something that God wants, he shows himself to you. Like his fingerprint is like, it's like a crime scene, but the opposite of a crime scene, Mm -hmm. like the best scene ever. And his fingerprints are everywhere. That's so good. And so it's like, it's a 12 step programs quote. They say either God is in everything or God is in nothing. You decide. And like God was in everything with us. Mm -hmm. And it also just made sense for the kingdom. We're still trying to figure out what that looks like. But for us together, we've already done so much ministry and love Mm -hmm. people well. And Mm so, I would just just say like, I would just dive into why and where that pain come from and what's the lie and then what's the truth of that. Have you guys, and this might be like a personal question, but I love personal. What would you say to someone who, and maybe you guys have felt this like, oh, it's too soon, it's too fast. Because I know people listening are going to think, oh, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them? So the night that he had asked me to marry him, he asked and then I hadn't said yes because I was like so taken back. I did Mm -hmm. not see it coming. And we spent like an hour separate and I literally just sat in my living room. We worship music. I didn't call anyone. I didn't text anyone. I just sat there. I was like, Lord, like what? And I wrote my fears. And one of them was, what will people think? And is it too quick? Mm -hmm. And so that was such a valid fear. And I brought it to him. And I just think the thing is about God is like timelines with Jesus don't don't make sense. Like Mm -hmm. it's like that scripture, like a day in the life of God could be like a hundred years, like just God's time. He's outside of time. Mm -hmm. And if he wants something, he can make things move really quickly. But I think it's so important for you to know that it's not your voice. It's God's voice that is affirming this. And so when I brought it to him, another fear of mine was like, I know you, but I don't know you. So Mm -hmm. what if you have something hidden that I don't know about? So I listed all the things I thought he may have. And he was like, nope, nope, nope. And like to this day, the bull has never dropped. He's as good as he says he is. Mm -hmm. And as good as he acts as he is. And so I had to have trust in God and trust in this person that I was dating that he doesn't have some hidden thing that's gonna like destroy a marriage. He is pure because he did the hard work with Jesus. And I think what people forget is when you're not physical, yeah, you learn about each other so mm-hmm. much faster when there's mm-hmm. no physical element. Mm-hmm. So do you think that played a huge part in how much you guys were able to get to know each other in such a short time? Yeah, I definitely think so. And I think I think as well, like it has felt like faith, honestly. Mm-hmm. We have both sought the Lord on this. And I know mm-hmm. for me, I have experienced the fear of, whoa, this is quick, but then Every time I have, I've asked God, I've been like, hey, God, can you confirm this again? Mm-hmm. And he has genuinely done like the craziest and clearest things to make it clear like, yes, you are to marry Riley and she is the one. And yeah, I do think that the physical piece, like we have just gotten to know one another so well. We've spent so much time together and asked so many good questions of one another. We're doing premarital counseling and and both of us really value like 
just asking good questions and getting mm-hmm. to know one another. And so we've had so many nights where we just like we'll stay up late talking about mm-hmm. what do we think about life or this <laughs> issue or ministry. And I think we have just had amazing time getting to know one another outside of. And throw at each other in different situations. I think it's yeah. really good to see your person mm-hmm. like around a baby in stress when they're angry. Mm-hmm. Like we've just thrown each other in so many situations. Like mm-hmm. I've thought in my mind, what have I not seen him around or in? Mm-hmm. And then observed him. Like one of my friends says dating is collecting data. Like you're collecting data about a person and being like, is this person who he says he is? What are some God confirmations? Because... Mm. I feel like Nico and I, I wasn't even his girlfriend yet, but we were kind of moving fast. And we had Mm. gone on these dates. I went home to Michigan for two weeks. We were FaceTiming like every night. Mm -hmm. And very long story short, you know, I'm talking with my mom, having this conversation. She said something to me. Basically, she said I wasn't nurturing or like all these things. And I could tell the longer story, but I'll make it quick. And two minutes later, I get a text from Nico. And Mm. he's like, I just want to let you know, I think you're amazing. You're the most nurturing woman. He literally spoke the truth over every lie that was just spoken to me. And to me, that was a God confirmation. Mm. Like God is speaking to him something I need without him even knowing what's going on. Mm. Mm. And so, A, I knew that he's hearing from God. Mm. And B, that God is speaking to him for me, which to me was a sign like this is it, you know? Mm. So did you guys experience anything like that? Yeah, uh, definitely a few like pretty clear ones for me. When I came up to her family's house to meet them and to ask for their blessing to date her that weekend. So we basically, I sat her parents down, had the conversation. I just said, hey, I think your daughter's amazing. I would really love your blessing to date her and pursue her. And she has amazing parents. So they were just like so gracious. Did they grill you? Uh, they, I mean, they definitely, so this was, I think the second night of us, we had already spent some time together Mm -hmm. (laughs) and at family dinner, pretty much her whole family grilled me. (laughs) I would pay to be a fly on the wall in that moment. (laughs) But they're amazing. Like I love, I love that kind of stuff. I love being under pressure and, uh, yeah, so it was fun. And then had the conversation with them. They gave me their blessing. We went downstairs and I was just like told her about the conversation and was like, I would love to just pray and commit this to the Lord. Like kind of, mm. we've both been praying. I just asked her parents for their blessing. Now kind of together, can we just ask God for his blessing over mm. us dating and pursuing mm. a relationship together? And it was honestly one of the most profound experiences I've had with the Lord. Like mm. as we were praying, we probably prayed for an hour and his presence came so heavy into the room and I actually felt the fear of God. Like I I legitimately felt afraid, which is not something I've really felt in the presence of God before, but it was such a holiness. Like he is so big and so powerful. And then I felt like this is his daughter and she's so powerful and has such a calling on her life. And if I'm to step into relationship with her mm-hmm. in marriage, in covenant, that means that I'm to lay down my life and serve her as Christ laid down his life to serve the church. Mm. And I felt the weight of that in such a real way. And as we were praying, the Lord did a bunch of things, but I also, in this prayer time, I began to actually hear wedding vows. I, I was hearing till death do us part for richer, for poor and sickness and in health, like a voice far away in my mind as we were praying together, which I didn't tell Riley until much later. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that was for me, that was the first big one where then I really felt like, dang, I think this girl's the one. 
God grill do. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did. He my did. parents and then God. Like, this is my daughter. Yeah. For real. And what about for you? Something that's really sweet about our story is I had never said I love you to a guy before. Mm-hmm. And I'd been in relationships before, but I never like felt it or I like knew that I loved them. And he was so sweet. He took me on this really fun date. We like were in this like old car, like one of the like classics you to see from a movie. And we went around and we were in this rose garden and he had written a letter and it was so sweet in the letter. He was like, I love you. And he like listed all the things about he, that he loved of me. And it was like the tiniest little things that somebody who knew you would notice. And he said at the end, like, I want to love you in ways that cast out fear. Mm. And it's giving me cry, but like... I said I love you straight away back. And that's not like this big moment like he had with God, mm-hmm. but it was just like my heart was like so in love with him. And I mm-hmm. I, I had been in relationships with people for like a year and I had never said I love you. And here I am with this man and I've like, I had been dating you for a few weeks and I say I love you. And it just didn't make sense, but it did make sense. And I think that's just was one moment. But it's just for me, Jack has had like these really cool moments and I've had some of them, but for me, it's been more just like peace and that that he makes sense. Like he just makes sense for the kingdom. And like I had really prayed and fasted. Like my friends and I would fast once a month for our future husbands. My mom did a 40 day fast for my husband. And I love her <laughs> so much. Yeah. The queen soul, Truly. queen mama. Um, and so I just knew I had this list of things like that were like non-negotiables and that he met everything and more and then I think it's just also just how much of Jesus I feel when I'm around him what is something you guys have learned from each other like maybe the biggest takeaway so far Mm, honestly I think one big thing that was really quick I just when I spend time around Riley like I felt genuinely inspired to love people more Mm -hmm. seeing the way that she interacted the very first weekend with all my friends like Everywhere Riley goes is like a ministry trip, and I love that. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's, that's so yeah, it's, cute. It's so fun because she, mm. yeah, she just sees people and wants mm. to encourage and love them, and I'm all about that as well. And so it's been fun to just grow in that and be inspired to like love people even more. What's it like being around the most joyful human being ever? <laughs> amazing, <curious>. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. She's so encouraging. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, Riley's like the best person ever. So <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm, so I'm kind of jealous you get to spend so much time with her. <laughs> yeah, should be. <laughs> okay, what is something Jack has taught you? So I posted about this on Instagram the other day, but I had a therapy session, and in the therapy session. We had such a vulnerable moment. Like I just had to relive trauma and talk about trauma. And so like afterwards, I am just feeling so broken. And Jack is FaceTiming me and I'm like, I don't want to answer. Like I don't want him to see me this broken and like messed up. And uh, I just felt so just, yeah, so like falling apart. And I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to answer. And the Lord was like, answer. And so I answer and I'm, I see his face and I mean, he just has like the kindest eyes. He's truly the safest person I know. And I see him and I start telling him what I had like 
got talked about with my therapist and I'm weeping like ugly tears this is a day where I'm like in my track pants not looking the cutest but I'm like just weeping to him and he's just like you're so strong you're so strong and we end the call and he calls me a few hours later and he's like you are so beautiful when you're broken Mm. and I was more attracted to you than than I have ever been before and I was like this just does not make sense like how is a man like in love with me when I'm broken and messy and I just have learned so much about like trustful, like that love is like, oh, I'm behind you, pull back, I'll catch you. And you do, like Jesus's love catches us. And I have just been so blessed by like dating someone who's so emotionally healthy and like loves me when I'm broken. I feel like people crave vulnerability Mm -hmm. and they crave Mm -hmm. safety. Mm -hmm. And when you're open and vulnerable, with someone and mm-hmm. they receive it and you're safe. That's like a beautiful, Yeah, I just think it's a beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who just feels like, oh, life is hard all the time or I have this past or my family dynamic is hard Like, mm-hmm. and they just have the mindset of no one's ever going to date me because I have a hard life or mm-hmm. I have... I don't know, maybe they have a child with a disability and they're single or maybe just like real hard things and they're just yeah. like, you know what? My life is hard. It's going to be hard for me to find someone that will bring on this with me. Yeah. I think about Psalms 23, how it talks about like walking through the darkest valley and God will be with you. Mm. And I think there's a, a certain type of God's presence that only is only experienced in the darkness. Like it's only experienced in the valleys of life. Like the mountaintops are beautiful and you still experience God then. But I truly feel like there is almost like more of him available when we're broken. Because in Hebrews, it promises that when we're in our weakness, like he comes and he is there for us. And it's not when we're in our strength, it's when we're in our weaknesses. And so like, the less there is of us, like the the less we feel like we can show up. And I feel like there's more of him. Like he just feels, it's such a cool opportunity to show what grace looks like. And I have such empathy for like, Two nights ago, we spoke at, I spoke at a youth group and after I got, we were talking about repentance and all the kids like repented. They wrote all their sins on a piece of paper and they ripped them up and then they put them in a bucket, bucket of water and watched like the water disintegrate the paper. And it's this idea that like your sins are as far as the East is from the West. And I had this little girl come up to me and like share some really hard things that she's going through. And I sat there and just wept with her. And I really feel like that's what Jesus would do is he just like weeps with us and comforts us, but God like loves being the hero. Like there is no Mm -hmm. superhero Mm -hmm. like Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And he loves coming to us when we like call his name and we say we've done something wrong or someone has done something wrong to us because then he can heal and he can truly show off because that's why I think it's so important when you're going through something tough to tell people about it because then other people get the first row seat to God's redemption in your Mm -hmm. life. That's good. And so I would just encourage you like share your story and welcome God into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would also say, like, if you're in that place where you're feeling like I've done this thing, I have this thing, this is my mm-hmm. situation. Jesus died on the cross. Like God was mm-hmm. willing to give His Son for you, and that determines your value more than your situation or more than whatever it is mm-hmm. that you may have walked in or whatever you think disqualifies you. Those things don't determine your value, but actually what God was willing to do for you and the depths to which he was willing to go is your value. And that's what determines your value. And then I also don't even think that like we don't 
need a partner. We don't need a spouse and we don't need to date someone. We can find everything we need in God. Like he actually is the one who satisfies all of our needs Mm -hmm. and all of our desires. And that was something that was so special when I met Riley is we had both we both had such a high value for singleness and mm. and were able to find our identity and our worth and our value in God before looking to someone else. Yeah, Jack turned to me the other day. He was like, "You're the second best option." I'm like, "Excuse me? Like who is number one?" <laughs> <laughs> and what he was saying is like tr- like it actually the Bible presents a model that singleness is better. I know it does not seem to make sense in our world, but like singleness is the best option and Jesus like is always going to be the number one option. But like we love marriage and the God is uses it wonderfully, but like it is actually better for the kingdom to be single forever. I've never heard that said. Really? Yeah. I mean, because in Paul, yeah, so Paul, he explains that like singleness is the best, but if you're burning with desire, then be like, go and get married. But he says like, in terms of like focusing your attention on the Lord, the best option you have is singleness. And so like the Bible presents singleness as better than marriage Mm -hmm. in this, in this section, which Mm -hmm. is wild to think about because, Mm -hmm. but it makes sense. Like when you're single, think about how much ministry and free time you can. Mm -hmm. But then it talks about like when you're married, you're thinking of the other person. Mm -hmm. But when you're single, you're thinking of the world and you're thinking of God. Like, what was it that John Tyson told you? Yeah, I was spending time with a pastor that I really look up to, John Tyson. And he told me, I was asking him just about singleness because he has shared some messages on singleness and on these scriptures that Riley's talking about, uh, where Paul says it's better to be single for the kingdom. And he said to me, he was like, I recommend that you just continue pursuing God and running after the dreams and the calling on your life. And then if you find someone that comes alongside that genuinely benefits your ministry and the calling on your life and you Mm -hmm. to them, then get married. But he said, otherwise, I don't recommend getting married. That's so good. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was 16, the Lord said, uh, one plus one equals three. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. God, are you good? Do you do math good, honey? (laughs) uh, God was trying to explain that like, no, when you meet the person you're meant to be with, exactly what John Tyson was talking about is that you're going to be better than you were on your own. And that's the thing about Jack is Jack has truly made me like kinder, more prayerful, more about Jesus than I did on my own. And that's also cool to see the shift from my singleness to dating is that truly it became this time where I had been single, I was thriving, I was feeling really good in it and I was lamenting when I was, wasn't. And then all of a sudden Jack enters my life and he was a pathway to more growth than it was to be single on my own. Like Jack suddenly became an option or like a tool, like iron sharpens iron, this iron that would make me become more like Jesus than if I had continued the next few months single. That's so good. And it's like they say, if someone's either bringing you closer to God or they're not, like Mm -hmm. there's no in the middle. Mm -hmm. And so just for anyone listening, if you're dating someone and they're not bringing you closer to God, Mm -hmm. that's a good sign they're not it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Out of curiosity, I know you had a non-negotiable list. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you would add to it now that Mm. you know Jack's characteristics? Oh, that's so like good. Like something for, you know, women listening to be like, oh, you ha- this is important. Mm-hmm. I don't think I had foresaw how much emotional 
awareness. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's more specifically empathy. Is that Jack has really made space for me to like fall apart and cry with him and process things with him and like, and he is so empathetic. Like I have learned so much about being empathetic to my friends because of the way Jack treats me. Mm-hmm. Like the things he says to me, he's like, I hear you. Like that makes sense. No wonder you feel like this. Like, can we pray through that? And that, oh, that would be another thing is like, there's so many times when we're talking about something and Jack's like, can we stop and pray about it? And I'm like, oh yeah, we should, we should pray about it more than we talk about it. And so I think those, those would be the two things is like empathy and a prayerful person. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. All right, Jack, you're in the hot seat now. Oh, anything I would add. So before I met Riley, my non-negotiable list was that I wanted someone who understood prayer had big vision for their life and the calling on their life and then had a hospitable heart and then was also physically beautiful. Check, check, check. (laughs) Yeah, Riley checked all those perfectly. (laughs) Um, So I think if there's anything I would add to it, honestly, would be a sense of adventure. Like, Mm. it's just been so, we have so much fun (laughs) together. And I wouldn't have thought of that as like, okay, I need this. But genuinely, like, it's such a gift. Like, we just have a blast getting to, mm-hmm. even if it's something simple, like we're just hanging out, we have so much fun together. So I think, yeah, a sense of adventure would be what I would add. I mean, if you're not having fun, <laughs> yeah. then life is boring, right? I agree. <laughs> and it is, I think a sense of adventure is a gift. I think it is something I lack. I feel like I have such a fearful like mm-hmm. personality, but I feel like Nico has the more adventure side and it mm-hmm. brings it out of mm-hmm. me. And I feel like if we both had it, We'd be riding on motor things. <laughs> no, that would be us. Yeah, that Malibu. is us. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We're going to live in our best lives. Okay, I didn't ask you guys in the beginning, so we can close with what is a dream that you have individually and then a dream you guys have together? Okay, I'll go individually first. Is we get married soon, and our dream that we've been like praying into is hosting the presence of God at our wedding. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want people to show up at our wedding and be like, do the weeping like and they don't know why and like for the worship like people are just like on their knees like I just want so much of God's presence like that's the most important thing for us mm. um, and then the other dream is to have sex soon but I have to wait till I get married <laughs> I know <laughs> I just am so excited in the future guys there will be no podcast with Riley where sex is not <laughs> I'm gonna be like I love because I think like I'm just gonna pop off for one second is when we, I grew up in the church, so I've heard so many sermons and I know the language when it comes to sexuality. And the sad part is, is we spend so much time talking about the things we can't do. And there's like, have you ever been, I, there's very rarely you hear a pastor get up on stage being like, holy sex in marriage is incredible. It is worth it. And we just spend so much time on the negative, And yet there's such a, it, we should spend more time on the positive. And so I just can't wait to be married and be like on stage with Jack talking about why it's worth it and how it's so incredible and how it bonds us and like just the fun and the play and like it's just and to know that God like could have made us procreate without having fun but he's like go have fun go have pleasure he created orgasms Mm. he loves all this and it shows his heart for like play and fun and like you know, and so I just am so excited to like re- help rewire the church's mind when it comes to like in marriage, holy sex. Mm-hmm. I am here for this. Yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, and I would say a dream is just like, honestly, something I'm dreaming a lot about right now is just everyday life with Riley being married Aww. and 
doing ministry together like day to day. And I think it's already something that we have gotten to taste quite a bit. Like just the other day we were at a wedding and uh, a friend of mine was asking us, he was like, hey, I'm, I'm having sex with this girl and but I'm like feeling unsure if I should be and wanted to talk about what is healthy in a relationship outside of marriage and what does it look like to pursue mm-hmm. God? And we just together got to, and I pulled Riley into this conversation and we just like, I got to share my heart and then she, from a from a woman's perspective, got to share her heart on, on why we should wait and what is the mm-hmm. benefits of that. And I'm just excited because, yeah, like the dream is like everyday life where we're just loving whoever's in front of us. So cute. <laughs> Okay, wait, I just had a question that I thought of for you, Jack. Yeah. Why should men wait? Why is it special when a woman is waiting? Mm, Yeah, that's so good. I think we get to offer ourselves as a gift to the person that we will one day marry. And gifts like sacrifice is what determines value. And genuinely, it's very hard to wait. It's not an easy thing to not have sex Uh, before marriage. And for me, I came to Christ when I was 17. And thankfully, I hadn't had sex then. And I decided I wasn't going to have sex. And it has been for sure a difficult thing to pursue. And I think in this time, we've been able to cultivate something that is a gift to give to the other person, Mm. because it has taken all the times of like, okay, I need to not make this decision. I need to not do this. And all of the little decisions that create this immensely valuable gift that we get to give to one another on our wedding day, I think makes Mm. it so worth it. And I'm, it's amazing, honestly, the level of like purity that Riley has lived in. It's Mm. astounding to me, honestly. And, And it's such a gift knowing that we will get to come into marriage with like such a curiosity of let's like figure this mm-hmm. out together mm-hmm. because we haven't experienced this before and we get to have the treasure of having fun and being like, this is funny <laughs> and awkward and we don't know what to do. But getting to do that together is like going to be such a gift. I am so pumped for y'all, not just the sex, but everything. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, you guys are such an inspiration. I'm so excited for what God is going to do individually, how he's going to grow you guys in your marriage Mm. and just what you're going to do together for the kingdom. It's going to, you guys are going to be traveling the world. Like Mm. I already know it Mm. and impacting so many people from young to old. Mm. And I'm just honored to be your friend. Jack, you're my friend now. So I'm honored to be your guys' friends. And I'm personally so encouraged and inspired by you guys. Mm. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Well, when you guys are married in like a month, <laughs> uh, well, this you guys will be married by the time this episode comes out. That's wild. Oh, that's crazy. Y'all, we'd be living. My dream would have come true. Her dream, you guys, her dream. Both their dreams yeah. will be true in uh-huh. one month. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I love it. We'll have to have you guys back. And report back. Report back. Was it worth the wait? Was it was it worth the wait? We'll find out. I think the answer is going to be yes. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Love Thanks you guys. Thank you. Oh, we love you.